0: Good evening, everyone. We're holding the middle of Perik Mem Dalud. Okay, we're page 126. Page Samach Gimel, no, opposite of page 124. Oh, let's see, we are in the middle? Towards the bottom. Well, when, when we start saying inside, I'll, I'll give you the exact line. Okay. So, so far we're talking over here, we're, we're, the larger sugi over here again is the sugi of Ava, Ava Sashem. And we've discussed so far that there are two Madrigas and Avas Hashem, two general Madrigas and Avas Hashem. There's Avas Oilam and Ava Rama. Avas Oilam is a love for Hashem, which is born out of one's Hisbodinus, out of one's uh, contemplation of Hashem's greatness. And um, the gather of this Ava, the definition of this Ava. It's defined as an Ava which is created by the person. And then there's another level which is called Avas Ilam, which is not a level of Ava, which is not a love for Hashem which is created by the person. It's a love for Hashem which is accessed by the person. It's really a gift. right? It's there all the time in a hidden way. So in Perik, Mem Gimel, we spoke about how this Ava, the Ava is the, the highest level of Ava Rabbah is that if someone a person who is shalim b'yira, a person who is uh, complete in his year, HaShem, so that Ava is given as a matana. In other words, that person is able to experience the, the depth of love which is at the essence of the Neshama. And here in Perik Memdalid, Al-Tarebbe, introduces us to two different levels of hybrid Avas. In other words, Ava, which includes in them elements both of Ava's Ilm and of Ava Because on the one hand, um, it's a love which is not created, it's a love which is natural. But on the other hand, in order to be able to arrive at this love, it takes its blindness. We arrive at this love through being misplained and through contemplating that particular area. So the first idea that we spoke about, the first level of Ava we spoke about last week, is the Ava, which is called of <laughs> That we love Hashem, why? We love Hashem because He is our life. He is Hashem <laughs> the life of all life, and He's certainly our life, and therefore we love Hashem because He is our life. So just like someone has a natural love for life, we all love our own life, although we don't usually stop to think about it. But what, uh, when when a person is, is in a situation where the life is in jeopardy, or when a person is ill, or when a person is uh, you know, starved, then that desire for life and that love for life really comes to the fore. So the same thing is also when a person contemplates the idea that Hashem is nafshi, that Hashem is my, my literally is my nefesh, he's my life, then what we arrive at is ivy an intense desire for Hashem to the point that, as we discussed last week, the middle of the night, the middle of the night, mechapsachuf and shlof, you wake up in the sleep and saying, "Oi, I need to connect to Hashem. Hashem is my life. I've I've been disconnected from my life for a few hours by sleeping," and you, and the person gets up. And out of great love for Hashem, studies is until the morning. So that's one level of love. So that's a hybrid love, because on the one hand, the love that we have for life is not a love which we create. It's not logical even. No, why do we love a, why, why do I love my life more than I love your life? Is that logical? There's no logic to it? It's a, it's a, it's a natural, inborn, innate uh, instinct which we have. So that, that's the Avoraba element of it, but on the other hand, how do we arrive at this love, and we can actually arrive, and, and feel a love for Hashem, and feel that Hashem is our life, how do we arrive at that? By contemplating the idea that Hashem is our life. So therefore it's a hybrid type of love. And then the Alter continues, and says that there's an even higher level of hybrid love, and that's the, the, that's the love of kibra di ishtadl, like a, like a child, who uh, endeavors on behalf of, as we discussed last week, on behalf of his parents, the love that a child possesses for his parents, which is even more than the love that the child has for himself, so that's a greater love than nafshi ivisicha. Because nafshi ivisicha is, I love Hashem because I because I love my life. So how much do I love Hashem? As much as I love my life, because He's the provider of my life. But a child loves his parents more than he loves his own life. So therefore, if we love Hashem because Hashem is our Father, kiata vino because Hashem is our Father, then it turns out. That our love for Hashem is even greater than the love we have for our lives. So therefore the love of Kibrad Ishtadul, like a child to, to, to a father, is even greater than the love of Namshi I But once again, this is also hybrid love. Because why do children love their parents? Don't they don't, you're saying. <laughs> he doesn't know why he loves parents. And when I say children, I don't mean I don't mean a one-year-old. I'm talking about why, why, why do Bonim love their why why do children With love their parents? Did. What? I appreciate it. It's more than that. Yes, it's true that we appreciate our parents for all that they've done for us, but it's more than that. You have stories of people who were reunited with their parents. You know, they're ripped away at birth, and they're reunited after, uh, with, 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 with a father 30. after 30, 40, 50 years, and there's a tremendous emotion and love. What for? What for? Where's that, love come, where's that love coming from? There's a natural love that you have for family in general, you have brothers and sisters torn away, and they meet. Why? Why is that logical that you should love a brother? They should love a sister, and the love for parents is even greater than the love that we have for our siblings. And that's something. Yes, it's true that the, I'm not saying that it's illogical, that it doesn't make sense. But the love transcends, transcends logic. The love between parent and child, and child and parent, transcends logic. Why do I love my parents? Because this my parent. So therefore. This is not, so we're we're, we're not talking about a love which we create, we don't create it. We're tapping into this love, but still, that's the avaraba element, but the avasolem element is the fact that in order for me to be able to relate to Hashem as my father, for that I need to be misbeinim, I need to think into how Hashem is my father and really contemplate that and think deeply into that. So therefore, it is my hisbeinimus which is allowing me to tap into love, which is why it's also called a hybrid love. Now, as we mentioned, this love is called Kibrad di This is uh, borrowed from the words of the, of the Zayar, the Raya the Mahamna, which is talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. It talks about the love of Moshe Rabbeinu for Hashem. That how much love did Moshe have for Hashem? Kibrad Ishtadl Yishtadl vi like a child who is Mishtadl, on behalf of his mother and father, in order to when they are in captivity, in order to have them released from captivity. As it says in the Zayr, in the words we learned last week, that <laughs> the child loves the parents more than he loves his own body, more than he loves his own soul. And therefore, as uh, the Zayr says, although the words aren't quoted over here, that even he'd give up his life in order to, in order to have his father and mother released. Now this is the love of Nehoshua Rabbeinu. And as we all understand that the ability to love Hashem on this level, this is a very high madrega. That a person should actually be able to walk around on a daily basis with a love for Hashem which surpasses the person's love for himself. We know that the deepest love that we have is for ourselves. So Maila, the nafshi Visiha, we're we'll talking about the first level. I love Hashem because he gives me my life. Okay? So I'm not loving Hashem more than my life. I love Hashem because He gives me my life. So that's something which is more practical and more Shaykh for all of us. But to reach an Adrega where our love for Hashem is, that I love Hashem more than I love myself. For those of you who have been here for a little while, maybe you remember that in Perik, Yud of Tanya, Ruben, you were here? Perik, Yud? Okay, so you probably remember this. Maybe you that in Perik Yud and Tanya, Dr. there talks about the level of tzaddikim. And within the level of tzaddikim, he says there are two levels of tzaddikim. This you probably remember, there's a tzaddik. What are the names of the two levels of tzaddikim? It's a tzaddik and the tzaddik also known as the tzaddik and the tzaddik she'eni gammer. Now, as we all know, a bainini is a very high madriga. A Benini is a high madriga. What's Be- the last A bainini is someone who's never done a very... Never, well, another a person who's in a state where he has no, no, uh, there's no impression of any avera upon him. If he's done avera, he's completely removed any, any of it from him, and he's in such a strong state that he would that there's no avera that he will do no no temptation and no Nisoyin, No test will be too difficult. But then on top of a Bainini, there's a tzaddik. A tzaddik is something else entirely. A tzaddik is someone who uh, serves Hashem with incredible love, with incredible joy, doesn't struggle, has no struggles. And within tzaddik, there are two levels. There's a lower level of tzaddik, and a higher level of tzaddik. And we have to understand, even the lowest level of tzaddik is something which is uh, incredibly high madriga. In the higher level of tzaddik, the Altar Rebbe says, regarding this, the Altar Rebbe says, that Rebbe Shimon Bar says, the Gemara is brought on that Reb Shimon Bar Yichai said that Reisi B'nei Aliyah Mu'atim That I've seen elevated people, B'nei Aliyah, elevated people, and they are very few, very few. He says, if, all, if there are two of them in the world, it's me and my son. If there's only one, it's only me. That's what he said. I, I, this is Reb Shimon Bar right? That's not God. So B'nei Aliyah is the Madrig of a Tzadah is, is a Ben Aliyah. Why? because the avid of the tzadik gomor is one that is everything he does is not for himself he's not serving hashem because he wants to quench his thirst and he needs to have a connection with hashem and he needs to you know learn and do mitzvahs because he's so thirsty for hashem that's the lower level of tzaddik. the higher tzadik level of tzaddiks is beyond that why does, why does he do it why does he learn tzadik why does he do mitzvahs he does it why in order to connect Kuchabricho and Shachinte to make a dirbetachtoynim, just to fulfill Hashem's will, which is that in this world Hashem should be present. That's the it's There is zero ego inside it. What's what's Kadosh Baruch Hu for us? It's Avah Rabba Right. What kind of is this? Whatever Avah we are for Hashem, multiply that by infinity, and that's that's where you get Hashem's love for us. Which bigger? Sadek Vitovilo or Tzak Viralo? Chadak Vitovila. gomor? Why? Because he's under he's under uh, uh, under things that he's still at Sadik in spite of the fact he has a very rough life. He has he's okay. able to overcome that. No? The Tsadak Verali in Tanya is not about a rough life. Tzadik Virali means that there's still a little ra which is completely bottle. We're, we're we're, I, I see, all right. But I, I misinterpreted So when Alter Eber wants to describe Al-Tarebbe wants to describe the tzadah the b'nei aliyah. Al-Tarebbe says, what is the love of the tzadah Kibra K'brad, This love, the love, like a child, that the tzadah all the tzadah cares about is... Is the eibishter, right? We spoke about this once before, right? The... You, you do it, I do it. It's not about me, it's not about you. It's only about the Eibishter. So what does it doesn't make, does make a difference whether it's me, whether it's you. The Tzad the Gomer, the Zero Ego. His love for Hashem is beyond any love that he has for himself. That's the love that the Tzad the In other words, this Madrig of Kibra Shnadl, to be very clear, forget about that it's not the love of the Bainini. It's higher than the level of Albanian, it's even higher than the level of the Tzadik Sheni Gummer. it's even higher than the level of Tzadik Virali. This is the highest level of Ava possible to Hashem, which is that you love Hashem more than you love your own life, which is so, so counterintuitive to love something more than you love yourself. Yet, comes along the after-rebbe here in Tanya, Memdal, after saying in Perak Yud that Kebrad Ishtadel is Madriga with Tzaddik Gummer says the Alter Rebbe over here that this Ava of Kibrad De is the hybrid love, which, which he's talking to us, he's not talking to the Sadiqim. We're still learning Sefer okay. Shalbein in him, right? Yeah. And yet here, the Alter Rebbe says here, I'm going to present you with two levels of love. The first level is the Ava of <laughs> Nashi'i Visicha. Okay, we get that, I can love Hashem because he's my life. And then says the Alter Rebbe, the other level of love which I'm presenting you is this love of kibrad De So the obvious question is, Really? That's, what, that's what, the Madrig of the Tzadigom. Right? It's the Madrig of Meishrabenu. That's the Madrig of Tzadigom, right? The, 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 the Zoyar, the Rai Mahemna, says that this is the Madrig of Abba of Let's do one side. Page Samach Gimel, which is opposite of page 124. Ten lines from the bottom. The last word in the line is who? Vaaf, and even though. Ki uza who is the person? Asha'arav liboi, whose heart can even imagine. Lagashas, to approach, lahasig, and to be able to attain. Afilu chilek echad mini elaf, even one, even one thousandth. Madrigas avas raya mehemna, of the level of the ava of Moish Rabbeinu, the raya mehemna, the faithful shepherd. What are we talking here? We're having these imaginations of, we're having to have a love for Hashem more than we love ourselves. That's the madrig of Mesh Rabbeinu. Can we even imagine having a thousandth of the love of Mesh Rabbeinu? Which gives us a little understanding, you know, we're talking about Maisha Rabbeinu. So, you know, you think, Mesh Rabbeinu, he's a great great person. Okay, he's greater than me. No, no. You can't even, in your brain, imagine, in your heart, what? One of a thousand. Even, right, even one salva, a tiny little fraction, it would be ridiculous to imagine that you can have a one-thousandth of the love that Moshe Rabbeinu had. You don't have to starve to be like Moshe Rabbeinu? I want to be like the highest of the highest. It's good. You it's should good definitely thing. strive to be like Moshe Rabbeinu, but you also shouldn't be delusional. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Striving is always good. We should always strive. And if you strive, you'll get higher and higher and higher. It's our goal. But Moshe uh, Rabbeinu is... Eibishter uh, didn't create everyone equally. It's not, uh, you know, we live in a democracy and over here everything, the foundation of everything is equality and freedoms. So you have uh, freedom of speech and freedom of a religion, freedom to be Moshe Rabbeinu, right? You have today in society, you're guaranteed, you can be anything. This guy says, no, you can't. And you know what? If you work from today till tomorrow... And then another 20 years, and 30 years, 100 years afterwards, you also won't be a kohen or a kohen gadol, right? <laughs> Yiddish guy doesn't believe in that. Everyone, which does, by the way, you know, there's the famous vart that, uh, Rav of Anapoli, it's very, very famous. He would say that when I come up to Shemayim, I'm not scared that they're going to ask me, why weren't you like my Shurabinu? Because that I can answer. <laughs> what do you mean, why I'm not like my I'm not my Shurabinu, I don't have the Neshama. What am I scared of, they're going to ask me? You know the, you know the, you know the words. You, like yourself. Why weren't you? Well, what's his name? What Zusha. well, Zusha. Anapoli could have and should have been. Right? to put you on this world. He doesn't want you to be Meish He doesn't need you to be Meish he, he needs you to be you and to reach your potential that's and it. to serve Hashem in your way. That's all. But, my, but I mean, and let's not be delusional. Let's not be delusional that Rabbeinu is, uh, the, you Rabbeinu know, is the greatest of the great. The Rambam, when he talks about Moshe Rabbeinu, he calls him Shlemus Minha Anushi, the perfect human specimen, perfection, absolute perfection. And here we have in Tanya, that the Rebbe is suggesting to us that we should try to have this Avah, which is the love of the Gomer, which is the love of Moshe Rabbeinu. It's said about the Rambam, but Moshe Ad Moshe, lo kam ke Moshe. That's correct. Kalmaka im still, a tiny drop of it. A little, a little, a little smidge. From the great goodness of Moshe Rabbeinu. We know it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was, was born. That he was good. What does it mean that he was good? So what does actually say? The whole light filled with light. So from his great goodness, the oil and his light illuminates to every single yid every single one of us we have a little of Meish Rabbeinu within us as it says in Tikkuni Zeyar that there is a a ray of Meish in every single generation which gives us which gives us so, therefore, you want to know how he's supposed to uh, um, uh, attain the love of Moshe Rabbeinu? This is a little similar to what we learned before about Das. All right? It's because every single one of us, Moshe is made a little within us, illuminates within us. Rak, however, with this illumination, it's very, very hidden. Yes, every single one of us has deep down within us this love for Hashem, Kibrod, Every single one of us has this love for Hashem and loves Hashem like a child loves a parent more than, more even so than the child loves him or herself. And now our job is what? We have to just take this Ava, which is hidden and which is concealed and we have to reveal at least that's revealed in the heart and in the mind it says lay in the it's not something which is impossible. It's not something which is very distant. Rather, it is very something which is very practical. What does mean? So we know the pasuk says the pasuk upon which Tanya is based says In a practical sense, Malaysia, this is before Moshe passes away. This is in or I think Moshe tells you should know, mitzvah That these mitzvahs I'm giving you, It's not something which is impossible. Rather, ki something which is practical, something which is actionable. It's doable. in your mouth, in your heart, and to do it. So therefore, the pasuk Shat is, the Moshe is saying, the mitzvahs that are in the heart, the mitzvahs that are such as. Talmud Torah and Tfilah and also the Mitzvah Allah all the Mitzvahs, whether they're Mitzvahs that are action-based, whether they're Mitzvahs that are speech-based, whether they're Mitzvahs that are emotion-based, all of them are something which can be done. But what's interesting about the Pasuk is that the order, and the order doesn't seem, there doesn't seem to make sense, the order over here. Well, and you can always have, you can have Min Hakala Lakavet, which means, you go from the um, the easiest to the hardest. So what 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 are the hardest myths to do? Is the ones in action or the one in the heart? The one in the heart. So you could do la right? Action, speech, and then heart. Or if you want to go, want to start and say, I want to start from the highest one and go to the lowest one. You do heart, speech, action. But la in your mouth, in your heart. And to do it, which means speech, emotions, action, there doesn't seem to be any logical order to this. So earlier on in Tanya, Dr. Rebbe, he gave a partial answer. The answer he gave was that the reason why you have to have together, the heart, in other words, heart and then action, emotion and then action, even though that emotion and action, they're really the two extremes. There should be, whichever order you're going in, speech should be in the middle. But the reason why you have a vavcha la is because what is the function of Bel-Vavcha? What is the purpose of the av The function of Bel-Vavcha is to bring you Allah saysayim to do mitzvah. The purpose of Ava saysayim is to bring you to do mitzvah. The purpose of yira saysayim is to bring you to do, to abstain from mitzvahs. And in general, we also learned Yira, also, every single mitzvah has two wings. We talked about this, the Gatfin, the Ava Sashem and the Yireh Hashem. So the purpose of the Belvavcha is to, first of all, get you to do the mitzvahs. And not only to get you to do the mitzvahs, but the Belvavcha, the heart, becomes the neshama of the mitzvah. And helps it fly above, as we learn more as we continue. And it's more than that, Alter Rebbe says. Belvavcha Lassayseh also tells us, how much emotion do you need to have? Just as much as needed to Lassayseh. Now, even if you're not, your heart isn't ablaze with, with fiery emotions, that's fine. As long as you have emotions, which are enough, la say, say to get you to la say, say you're good. So we understand why you have to have la say say, why those two are put together. Because the heart is supposed to lead straight to action. But now, but, you, but we still, what is the la say say? Why doesn't it say, la say, say why b'ficha v'vavcha say? So here the Atareba is going to answer the first part. Now we're going to uh, understand, uh, um, explain why it is wa v'vavcha. we already explained why b'vavcha l'asai. Say, what is b'ficha says the Atareba, how do you arouse emotion? B'ficha, with your mouth. By speaking. You want, to, you, you want to have an emotion that Hashem is your father? Talk about that all the time. Talk about that. I know uh, Mike Shver, that one of you, look, you, if you're with him for more than, you know, 20 minutes, a half an hour, every once in a while, he, just, he says, he to the Ebershira, Talk to the Father, and this is Mamash based on the Tanya, which we have over here. You want, the, you, you, you want to ingrain in your heart and have the emotion that Hashem is your Father? Talk about it. Talk to other people about it. Talk to yourself about it. You know, today we have this idea—the of the power of affirmations, of saying things, right? So today you have, you, you got to say you love yourself, say you're worth it, say all these things. But th- these are really things that can that can be used for avodas Hashem. You want to ingrain within your heart that is your is your life Hashem is your life. Talk about it. Talk about it. The more you talk about Hashem, the more you talk about how Hashem is the source of your life. The more that you talk about the fact that Hashem is your father, the more you're going to arouse your feelings. They say that this is really, Merum is an A Apostol in Hallow, which it says, he, amanti, I believe. Why? Because I speak about it. So when a person is feeling a halishas in the heart, in the emunah or in the feelings, Speak about it. The more you speak about it, the heart is moeder. In other places it's explain that human beings are called medaber. Without getting into the whole arich uh, of why we're called medaber, I think we've spoken about it once in the past, but there are actually very deep reasons why the human being is distinguished by the Koya chadibur, And because we are called medaber, and therefore our neshama is called uh, the unkulus when he says so unkulus translated l'ruach memalala so therefore, Dibur is connected to very, very deep. The Dibur and the Neshama is connected to a very, very deep place. That's why it's brought down also one of the reasons why we have to, when we learn, we have to speak. That sometimes uh, that when, you, when you speak what you're, what you're learning, then you're able to, br- to bring down ideas from a very, very deep part, uh, um, part within yourself, which when you were just thinking about it, it never, you never, it never occurred to you. And then while you're speaking about it, you're speaking about it, the chavrus, or you're giving a shir, suddenly something comes to your head from a deep place, and that's because the dibur is rooted in a very, very deep place in the nefesh. And perhaps that's related to what it's saying over here also, that when you speak about it, that is moeder, the avat Hashem, and that has an impact on the emotions. So now we have the whole package deal, we understand, beficha u'vavcha speak about it. What is that going to lead to? What is the b'ficha going to lead to? The b'vavcha, that you will have feelings. And the Blavav leads to Lasei leads to my mitzvahs. So that would, seems to be a strange order. Say, now we have, the, it makes actually perfect sense. Where does everything start with With speaking about it? Speak about it. And you have, you know, there are certain people who you meet them. They're always talking about Hashem, and they're always talking about Hashem's and they're always talking about Hashem's chesed. You know, it's something which they're constantly talking about. And um, it's something that we should get used to. Just get used to talking about Hashem, how Hashem is the provider, Hashem gives me my life, and Hashem is my father. Chaim, mitim, And those words have an impact on ourselves. says that the Right, you know, actually, and you, even before the Mesiwas Yishorim, the Chinuch kachzich in this very much. Actually, I actually wanted to check it out before shear If I remember correctly, it's in the mitzvah. About a super Yitzhak and where he talks about um, why it is that um, we're supposed to, uh, why is this big mitzvah to actually speak about Yitzhak Mishraim? And he talks there at length, and he revisits this again in many other mitzvahs. I I wanted to look it up to get the Lashon, I forgot before class. But, there, um, I think it's like a mitzvah, is it a mitzvah Tazayim, maybe? Okay, so Mitzvah Tazayim talks about the idea. Of, he there he talks about you know Achra pulus That's over there. There he's talking more about our actions impact our our heart. But he also talks about it when he gave you to the Mitzvah of Mitzvah Sipisus and Mitzvah of So he refers back to the Mitzvah of Carbon Pesach. Okay, I'm not finding it right now, but I'm pretty sure that he talks about this. The idea that how when you speak, it impacts the heart. Akapanim. So therefore, the it, whole, it actually, it, it it runs, it runs perfectly well, yeah. In Chabad, uh, in there's a Lashen. I think it comes from the Rebbe Rashab. That I think that before he would say a mimer, he said, That uh, it may be the will of Hashem, that the words that I say have an impact on me and on the listeners. Which also, again, brings out this point. What do you mean? To have an impact on him. He knows it all. He knows it right But when you say it, the hope is that it also that the deeper right will have an impact, right? Okay, the hainu, let's do the top the first word on page 126. The hainu. It should be something which is a standard thing, regular, regularly on a person's on a person's uh, tongue and a person's voice. In order to awaken the kavan of the heart, um the kavan of the heart and the kavan of the mind. And this causes a person lahamik machshavti to think deeply bechai yechaim and soiv baruchu how Hashem is our life he's the life of all life kihu avinu mamish amiti Hashem is our real father mamish our father umaker chayinu the source of our life alu eder elav avav this causes a person to be meeder at Hashem the Ka Avas Haban el haav like the love of a child to the father. When a person gets used to this, used to speaking like this, and used to thinking like this, So that which is uh, famous, that which he becomes used to becomes second nature. So, are we talking about having the full love the way Meshach Beno does? No. Not even, a, th- not even a-, a thousandth, as he said. But at the same time, if we take the time, because, my- because we actually do have it inside of us. Why? Because... That's a gift from Moshe Rabbeinu. So deep, deep, hidden inside us, we have this love for Hashem, that Hashem is like our Father. And if we put our mind to it, and we talk about it, and we think about it, it'll become our nature, it'll become our second nature. Does that mean we're like Moshe Rabbeinu? No. But at the same time, we can somehow in our heart have that type of feeling also. Obviously not in the level of a tzaddik, and obviously we are not going to be at the point where we truly love Hashem. Like. more than we love ourselves, but if we think that way, we start to feel that way, and we have a little, we experience a little a taste of that avon, of Kibrot of the, 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 the love of Meisha. But are we Meisha? No. Is it real, real, real? You know, I'm thinking I love Hashem more than my life, more than my life. Do I really love Hashem more than my life? Even if I think that way, and even if I get used to thinking, thinking that way, and even if I feel that way a little, is it real? Maybe not. So if it's not real, what's the point? Says the and even though it seems to you, that it's your imagination. It's not real. Yeah, you're feeling it in your heart a little. But is that can you is, is it honest? Is that feeling mamish honest? Are you really loving Hashem more than you love yourself? Says the don't worry about that. Keep on doing it, keep on keep on talking, keep on thinking, don't worry. Why? he's going to say two reasons first of all it's not false, it's true why is it true? because that's really how you do feel in other words, if this was a fake thing and only imposed upon you then you could tie it and say it's not real, but the truth is that it is real so at the end of the day all you're doing is putting in the uh, the bookend the inside of Yudhaka feels that way and now, all you're making is that your outside should be consistent with that, that hidden feeling you have inside you. So therefore, even if your heart isn't totally bought in, whatever feeling you have is real, because it's true to who you are and to what your real Ava is. That's number one. Number two. So, one so, second, so then a person might ask themselves, okay, so, the, I'm the very inside of me in the hidden place. There it's true and it's real, that love that I have for Hashem. What then is the point of me also introducing it to my heart in a way which isn't totally real? Which is dimyayness. Now, what is the point of bringing this out revealed in the heart also? Even if it is only a It's dimyayness. Because the love as you have inside of you hidden, it doesn't cause you to... to, to it doesn't bring you to action. The point is, the point of every Ava is what? Every, every Avas Hashem is what? Is that you should serve Hashem with The love which is hidden inside you is not going to bring you to learn Torah because it's hidden. So therefore, the point of speaking about this love and also trying to introduce and thinking about it and trying to introduce it in your heart, even if it's not 100% genuine, but ultimately that's going to get you to learn Torah, do mitzvahs, like a child who serves his father. Amru, regarding this, Chazal said, Okay, so this is something which we talked about in Perek Tazayin. We also again talked about it again in Perek Mem. But there's a Mimer al Chazal that says, this is one of Sasan's favorite by Mary Chazal, that Machshav HaToyv HaKadosh Baruch Hu If you go back in the videos and you find how many times Sasan says, Machshav HaKamaisa. That's uh, one of his... Uh, one of the favorites of Mari Chazal. But the actual, the actual, uh, losion, the actual words is, Put which is a strange Lashin. What is the word mitzarfa mean in Hebrew? Put it yes. together. Put it together. Puts it together, right? Now, if Machshava Tevakad Baruch is only the simple understanding, which is that when a person has a good thought to do something, and then for reasons beyond. Do His it. control, he couldn't do it. So Hashem considers it as if did. It, he did it. So the lesson should have been mashava Maila, Allah uh, of Asa. Right? Or something along those uh, those, uh, those lines. But what is this Nekuda of Mitzarfa So the I explained in Perik Tazayin. Again, we, re- we revisited this again at a later point in time, in Perik Mem. He says it like this. That as we know, every time that a person has Avan Yiram, the feelings in the heart, you found it. ah, okay, so was it right, I was looking at the right mitzvah but it was, okay he says this is back to what we talking about earlier even when you are by yourself in there's no one else there this is talking about the mitzvah of the you have to, what if you're alone? you still have to uh, articulate the words so that your heart should be awakened, because through talking the heart is awakened. So that's what the Alter Rebbe is saying over here. Yes. It's a mitzvah also. It says stories about... But why? In other words, the Chinuch always gives the reason. The the he gives the timing of the mitzvahs. The reason, the spiritual reason of the mitzvah. That's the second mitzvah you said? It's mitzvah Chafalaf. No, there are two, because there's one mitzvah, mitzvah Tazayim. There's Akhriyap Ulus Tamshach HaSalavavis, that's mitzvah Tazayim. And that's the mitzvah I believe of carbon pesach, and then this is mitzvah chafaluf, which is the mitzvah mitzvah design cholei et be'edzer pesach. That's where he says the achriyapulis t'mshaches olav avos, and then um, that, achari, and then chafaluf is talking about deeper. So those are the two mitzvahs. But this is again this is a theme which is revisited several many times throughout the chinuch. This idea of both Akhiri Apulas and Shah and also about the idea that uh, speaking is Ma'ir the Kavana. So Ma'ir the Lev. So where were we? So the idea is like this. That every time we as we learn already, the ava and yira that a person has that uh, which are which caused which caused him to do a mitzvah. That Avenir actually enters the mitzvah, becomes the neshama of the mitzvah, and as we'll talk more about Hashem next week, actually causes those are also the wings of the mitzvah. It gives the mitzvah a spiritual identity. It makes it a holier mitzvah, and it allows it to fly up to heaven. But well, let's see what. And why is that? Have... Because. If, let's say you're not, you couldn't do the mitzvah, but you had the machvah table. Okay, so the pashef shat of that gemara is that the taked, if you're honest, they abister considers it. But the fact that that maimer chazal uses that peculiar, peculiar language oh, is because there's also a deeper message hidden inside there. Uh, I yeah. I was thinking something else. If you think it is do mitzvah, you couldn't do it. Do mitzvah, you make it like a double mitzvah for you. The okay. yeah. So when you do a mitzvah with Ava Sashem and Yireh Sashem, so the Ava and Yireh enter the act. As we know, when you do something, and you have passion, excitement, feeling, or, or, or reverence, fear, awe, the act becomes animated and becomes alive with the mitzvah. What if you only have a machshaava Teva? What if your heart is the is not so excited but in your mind, you're thinking the ideas, just your heart isn't getting so excited. So really that machshava Teeva doesn't naturally enter the mitzvah and become the neshama to the mitzvah. So that's what we say ha-kadosh Hashem takes that masshava Teva, and he sticks it into the mitzvah, makes it to the, into the neshama of that mitzvah. Says the same thing over here. Says the Alter Even though you might think that your love isn't so, uh, ay, ay, ay. it's demyonis. It's not so real. It's only a machshava toyva, It's not a real, real love in your mind. You're convincing yourself of this. Don't worry. I call this baruch for the That love, Hashem is going to take it. Hashem is going to put it into the meisah and the make that right. And that will be the gadfin, and that will be the. That will be the wings, laparcha, to fly up. Kiniskalilo as mentioned earlier. And what? what why, and why are we doing this? So the love for Hashem as a father, because He's our life, is We're doing it to cause na'chas to Hashem, to cause na'chas to our father, to cause the na'chas to the one who gives us our life, who simchas It's like the marshal of the simcha of a king me'benoi from his son Shabbat. A love that comes to him b'teisim be'shasurim kanal. That when he leaves um, jail, captivity, as mentioned earlier, in Perik lamid Aleph. In other words, we've we spoken we spoke about this in the past. The incredible simcha that Hashem has when a Yid does a mitzvah. Because we're all in jail. You know, you talk about Kislev as the Chag the, the, the theme of Kislev is Geula. And least Gaponim um, and labavitch. you have the Khagagula of the Mittler Rabbah and Yud Kislev, and the of of the Alter Rebbe on Yutesch and as we mentioned tonight, Rosh Chodesch is the Rebbe's, in a way, Chag the Rebbe was able to, and, 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 because Chassidus is very into this idea of, of Pada B'Shalom Nafshi, of the idea of leaving captivity, we're all in captivity, captivity in the hands of the Yitzhahara. Chazal actually saying, the Pada B'Shalom Nafshi, I think it's a Gemara M'sachtetz Brachas, but I might be wrong on that. The Kala Asik B'Teira, L'G'mil chasadin, whoever learns Teira, and does uh, Gmilos Chassadim and Davis with a minion. So the Hebrew says, As if you redeemed me, Hashem says, as if you redeemed me. Why? Because we are all in Galos, and Hashem is also in Galos with us, right? And every time we learn Torah, we do a mitzvah, we're going out of this Galos, we're being reunited with Hashem, like a, like a prince that's in jail, and captivity, and it's released to go back to, to his father, the king. So when we do a mitzvah, that's what we have in mind. Hashem is our Father, Hashem is our life, and we want to give Him nachas, we want to give Him that joy. Or, whether our goal is to give Hashem the nachas, by us uh, reuniting with Him, we are, every one of us is the Prince, or we want to give Hashem nachas, by through, because by doing a mitzvah, we create a diri b'tachtayinim, as mentioned earlier in the prakim beforehand. Until now we're talking about the love of Kibra Dishnadl. And also, earlier we are talking about the love of Nafshi Visicha. Also, in terms of that love, Kardav Hadavram Miid, It's very close also to reveal it from the, its hidden state to revealed state. Through the mouth and the heart being the same. In other words, speaking that way and then feeling that way. Ah, however. What if you can't? You can't reveal it in your heart. You think, you think, you think, and you can't reveal it. still You can learn do inyan by envisioning this ava, envisioning the idea that Hashem is your life, Hashem is your father in the in the in your mind. And here too, we say Hashem will take that machshava and you'll make it into Maisham. This is a very important point we've learned up to this point, which is that we have to know that there are certain truths, not truths in the world, truths within us, our truth, our ultimate truth, our deepest truth. And our deepest truth is that inside us, deep in our neshama, we love Hashem, we have this incredible love for Hashem. Why? Because Hashem is our life. And we love Hashem because He is our Father. And we have to tap into those truths. We have to work, be misbeinen, Th- think about these things, think about these deep truths that are inside us and act upon them, and also try to feel upon them. I know, oh, that's not exactly us, so, you know, we don't say, use those words. But we try to make that our feelings should be consistent with what's going on deep, deep inside us, our feelings and our actions. And even though you might think, oh, my feelings, they're not really 100% real, and uh, maybe I'm having illusions and I'm pretending to be a Tzaddik, it is real. Why is it? Because that's really what's going on deep inside you. So it's fine. It's fine to be Mizbaynan and to try to think about it and have these feelings, even if it's not as real as by Moshe Rabbeinu. You have to know the deep, deep inside you, you have that feeling just like Moshe Rabbeinu. The difference between you and, Rabbeinu, and Rabbeinu that feeling was also revealed in his heart and in his mind, and by you it's not that way. But that is the depth of your reality, that is the truth, and now we just have to make that our, our, our mind and our heart should start feeling a little like that inner truth that we have. I want to conclude with uh, something a little about the parsha and just a, a little of a funny story that happened with me. So this uh, the story happened around um, 22, 23 years ago. And that year, the kines hashluchim was on Shabbos Parsha's Tovis. And last week we spoke about the Kinnas Hashluchim. Usually the Kinnas Hashluchim is parsha's Chayisara but once in a while, every few years, the kinnas falls out in Shabbos Parsha's Tovis. I wasn't married yet at that time. It was a few years before I got married. I was a, a bacher learning in yeshiva here in New York in 770. And my father was a Shliach in Michigan, so he wanted to come to the kinas, but he has a Shola, a base Chabad over there. So he asked me if I can go to, uh, yes. to Michigan to replace him. Okay. So we did a switch. <laughs> I went to Michigan, and he came here. And one of the things that I, that I had to do was I had to give a Dvar that Shabbos. And that Shabbos in the Shul, there was an Afroof. So I have to, I have to speak yeah. about a Hasana, right? Speak about a Hasana. So I'm going through the, the Parsha Friday nights, a long Friday night, so you know, winter. After the meal, I sat down literally for a few hours thinking, going through Sephardim, looking through the Rebbe Nothing nothing in marriage connected to the Parshas Telus. You know, the, what do we have in Parshas Telus? That Esav goes and marries Yishmael's da, daughter. You know, I'm not... I <laughs> 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 wasn't very excited about drawing that uh, drawing that comparison. Anyway, the truth is that in hindsight, looking back 20 years later, I, I, I laughed a little at myself, not to be able to find the connection. You know, the name of the Parsha is Elah Telus, it's about children, so it's not... But I was younger then, and I wasn't... Uh, as experienced yet in this uh, in this field. And everything has to be black and white. In other words, do I see it written in the Sefer? As opposed to like putting various things together uh, together and making connections in a more uh, abstract way. But then I decided, after it was getting late at night, I said, okay, I'm just going to say it right the parasha, and I'm going to end off with the vartera and I'm just going to wish the mazlodaf to the chassan and Kama. Okay, so what Vartera am I going to say? So I found the sikha from the Rebbe. An interesting sikhah from the Rebbe. The topic was the wells in this week's Parsha. Somebody, it's a bizarre story. We know Yitzhak lives 180 years. He lived longer than Avram. He lived longer than Yaakov. Avram lived 175 years. And Yaakov lived 147 years. But Yitzhak, there's not very much talking about him. There's a, lot, a, lot, a few Parsha's talking about Avram, a few Parsha's talking about Yaakov, and Yitzhak gets one Parsha. And even that is not completely about him. And what is the bulk of the conversation about Yitzchak? Most of the conversation? Yeah, <coughs> what That you should know. And this is very important that we go to Shul the Shabbos and we learn that 4,000 years ago, there was a Yid, our Zayda Yitzchak, and he dug a well. Came along some anti Semitic shepherds and they threw dirt in it and they stopped it up. So Yitzchak went and he dug another well. And guess what happened? Came along, the anti Semitic came back and again they stopped it up. And then he dug a third well, and that well lasted. It was Reheves, and Yitzhak was all excited. That happened 4,000 years ago. Why is that relevant to us today? What's, you know m- m- Most of the stories that we, we, we read in the Chumash, you know, there's some sort of moral, some sort of lesson, some sort of Godless, some sort of miracle. What, what is this? The Ramban says, the Ramban asks, what's this all about? If we're going to read this the Ramban says, it makes no sense that the Torah is telling us this. So the Ramban says, Based on the famous rule which the Ramban repeats and elaborates upon many times throughout Sefer Bereshis, the idea of Maisa of a similar banim. So, whatever we read about in Chumash Bereshis, really what it is, is the of is paving, paving the roads, paving the paths upon which their descendants will walk, will walk upon um, centuries later, sometimes millennia later. Whatever they did, they were bringing down into this world energies which we acted upon many, many hundreds of years later. So starting from Avram, the beginning of the story, that Avram goes, there's a hunger, and Avram goes down to Mitzrayim, and his wife is in captivity, and she suffers in captivity, but then Pare is punished because of that, and he has to send off Avram and Sarah with a lot of wealth, says so, the Rabban, there you go. That's exactly the road. <clears throat> the road was paved, and a few hundred years later, <coughs> there's a famine in the land again, and... The Eden have to go down to Misraim and they're in captivity over there and they suffer, but then Parai is punished and the Eden leave with a lot of wealth. So everything is just a matter of Maisa of a similar So says the Ramban, the reason why we have the wells over here is because we're talking here about extremely high things. The three wells are the three Bate miktash The three Bate miktash And that's why the first two were destroyed. Just like the first two uh, Beis Amiktash's were destroyed. And then the third well was, um, was lasted forever, just like the third Beis Amiktash, which also was going to, uh, going to last. So the Rebbe spoke, speaks about this in Asikha, and the Rebbe talks about why, why the Beis Amiktash is Merumaz, is and a Be'er, and a well. Why didn't Yitzhak build three houses? The first two are destroyed. Wouldn't that be most, uh, most appropriate? What's the significance of the wells? Anyways, I spoke about that. So at the Kiddush, after... um, and then I spoke about that and I wish the Hassan Kala Mazel Tov. And then later on, at the Kiddush, the Hassan walks over to my mother and he says, that was the most incredible speech. It spoke to me in such a beautiful, personal way. And how he managed to give over that beautiful message, so inspiring. What happened? This was his third marriage. <laughs> which I didn't even know about. He he was a Tshuva. He had been married twice and now he had become from and he got married. And he was absolutely certain that I'm this is a whole message talking to him here. about right the yeah. two wells that were stopped up in the third well which was uh, which lasted, which is representative of the three based amygdalaches. <clears throat> and that was a very power a, a very powerful and humbling moment for me. You know, we think we always were in control of everything, but especially when you're on Shlichus, and you're being, uh, you know, you're acting as a shliech of the Rebbe, sometimes the words, the right words, and the right message just come through you, whether or not you intend it or not. So, back to the Sikha. So the Rebbe asks a question, why is it that the Bais were, again, were symbolized by the idea of, well, so we know that there's something, there's a that says it, but what is the deeper significance over here? So the Rebbe explains that there are two different types of bodies of water. There is what's called a mikvah, even though we use that trait to call, but a mikvah literally means a gathering of water, and usually means, excuse me, usually means a man, a man-made gathering of water, whether that's uh, your bathtub or whether this cup of water. This is a, water was taken by a human being and put in a certain place, and then there is what's called God, uh, you know, natural or uh, bidei shamayim whether it's a lake or whether it's an ocean, whether it's a mayon, a wellspring, which is the highest form of mikveh, because that's called mayim chayim, water that flows from deep in the ground. And then, there's a hybrid. Not, maybe maybe that, using that word gives away a little of the connection to the perech. There's a hybrid. What's a hybrid? Is a be'er. A well. Is a well man-made? Or is it natural? Which one is it? Both. It's both on the one hand. It's the, the, the human being did not bring any water there. human being did not create the water or bring the water there. The water was always there. But through the digging of the well, you reveal the water that, that, that's existing over there. And that's why the Besam Mikdash are symbolized by wells, because the Besam Mikdash is a hybrid. Where is the hybrid? So right in that pasuk you already see the hybrid, va'asuli Mikdash Hashem says, I want you to build, to build it. That's Bidei Adam, human-made. But us building, a building, or putting up to crush him, where yeah. building is not going to do anything. You have that's to true. have the Vashahanti B'Saycham. So therefore, so that's why the B'sha Mikdash's are symbolized by the wells. The more the va'asuli Mikdash, the greater the V'sha'chanti B'Saycham. The more human effort that we, that we put in, the greater the Kiddusha. The greater the kiddushah, the more permanent the Kiddusha, the more it uh, becomes part and parcel of the, of the place, of the Makim HaMikdash. So the Rebbe talks about, he goes through the whole, <coughs> starting from the Mishkan to the first base HaMikdash, to the second base HaMikdash, to the third base HaMikdash, that every single one of them, the Avodah of the Yidin increased. There was more of Asuli Mikdash, and therefore the Vishakhanti Besoychem was even greater. So for example, in the Mishkan, the Mishkan, yes, we made the Mishkan, but at the same time, we were led by the hand. Hashem would tell us exactly where to make it, right? Wherever the clouds landed. And you know, as it says, Kasher har Hashem showed every single detail to Moshe to, Rabbeinu, to exactly how to make it. So yeah, we did it, but we were kind of like kind of just like responding to Hashem, as opposed to us putting in our own effort and our own ingenuity, etc. And that's why the, the, the Mishkan, the, the Kedush and the Mishkan wasn't as great as the Kedush on the Beis HaMikdash. And that's why the Mokim of the Mishkan didn't even become holy. When the Mishkan moved from one place to the next, the place where the Mishkan sat on did not become holy. Because it was more about a gili Melomaela, was more of a Shekhani B'Sayacham, and not so much the Vasuli mikdash. First on Mikdash, Hashem didn't even tell us where to make it. He kept on telling you, the place I'll choose, you find it. The Sifri says, Hashem says, I need you to find it. And the Eden had to look and look, and finally Davon HaMelech found it. There was much more effort, and in the, and in the building, and in the creating the building. The second on Mikdash was even more mitzad de tachting. It was, we got permission from Magoi to do it, and we went, and we did it with our avoda. we were Balit each one had more and more of our own avoda in it. Until finally, we come to the third Beis Hamikdash, where two thousand years of our avodas going into the third Beis Mikdash. Talk about uh, how much avodah we're putting into two thousand years of blood and tears and Mesir Snafesh and mitzvahs and Torah under the most difficult of circumstances. We are throughout galus of Asurim Mikdash. We are creating the Beis Mikdash, the Mikdash Ashtishi, As we know, every mitzvah that we do and every time we learn Torah, we're adding another brick. And therefore, that's the ultimate Vasulim Miktash, and we will have the ultimate Vashachanti Besoycham when Mashiach comes, the greatest Oyer, because there was the greatest Vasulim Miktash. And this, let me just finish off over here, this is Mamish, really, really, the Nakudah of our pedik, but we're talking about Because we know Vasulim mikdash Vashachanti Besoycham, right, is the Maimer Chazal, the famous Maimer Chazal, Besoychay Le Namah El that every single one of us is a base on miktash. So we have to know that a base on HaMikdash is a combination of the Va'osulim Mikdash and the Veshachanti B'Seycham. And that's what we're learning, the hybrid. On the one hand, you should know that the Ava that you have is a gift from above. Veshachanti B'Seycham. It's not, you didn't create this Ava. It's something which is a gift from Hashem. And it's there within you. But if you want to be a on Mikdash, it's not enough to have that Veshechanti B'Seicham. It's not enough the fact that deep inside you, you have a love for Hashem, which you were given as a Matana. There has to be the Vasili Mikdash. You have to have the Avaita. And what is the Avaita is discussed here in the Spirit. Is this not sticking into the greatness of Hashem, and contemplating the fact that Hashem is our Father, and contemplating the fact that how Hashem is, is, is our Chaim. And when we do that, well, the more v'asliy mikdash, the more we have v'shachanti b'soicham, and then we have the two together. Our effort, together with the v'shachanti b'soicham, the ava, the ava, which is at the essence of our neshama, which is a gift, and together we become the mikdash. Every single one of us becomes a mikdash for Hashem, a place where we have Asherah Sashkina.